0: Shanna Mitrasham Varunaha Shanna Bhavatvaryama Shanna Indra Rukramaha Namo Namaste Vayo Tvameva Vamiva Pratyaksham Brahmavadishyami Ritam Vadishyami Satyam Vadishyami Tanma Mavadu शांत um शांत हे ओम सहना Om Shanti Shanti Om Yash Chandra Samrushabhavishvarupaha Chandra Abhyadhyamrutat Sambabhuva Samendra Medhaya Spranada amrutasya deva dharana bho ya sam shariram me vicharshanam jihva me madhumattama karna mbham bhure vishvam brahman kosho simedhaya shrutam me gopaya Shanti, 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 Om Aham Rakshasyare Riva, Kirti Prashthangire Riva, Urdhapavitravajinivasvamrutamasme, Dravinagamsavarchasam, Sumedha Amrutokshitah, एते त्रिशङ्कोर वेदानुवचनम् ॐ शान्तेः शान्तिः शान्तिः ॐ पूरण मदः Om Shanti Shanti, Shanti. Shruti Smridi Purananam Alayam Karunalayam Namami Bhagavat Pada Shankaram Loka Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra bhashya kruta vande bhagavanta puna punaha ishvaro guru rat mede murti vedavibhagine vyoma vadvyapta अखंडं satchidanandam Avang मनसंगोचरं gocharam मनसंगोचरं gocharam Atmana भीष्टसिद्धये आश्रये भीष्टसिद्धये makhila Artha Topyadvayanandan Atita Dvaita Bhanataha Atita Dvaita Bhanataha Guru Naradja Vedanta Guru Naradja Vedanta Saram Vakshaya Thamadi Saram Vakshaya Thamadi
1: we are in the process of discussing the sukshma sharira, the subtle body. And as in earlier cases, the author tells us how the subtle body also can be looked upon as one. So depending upon how we look upon it, it can be it can be understood as one or as many. <coughs> Just as the entity being the same, depending upon how you look upon it, you will call it one forest. What it is, is a group of, a large group of trees, and looking upon that group of trees in a certain way, creates this knowledge in us, creates this cognition in us, this is one forest. And looking upon the same thing in a different way, creates in us this cognition, these are many trees, the entity is one, it is one as well as many, depending upon the standpoint and similarly also the subtle body. If we see the point is when we are looking at the forest from an elevation, and then we say when we call it one forest, in one sweep we are able to encompass, we are able to include the whole assembly there in one sweep, in one vision, one sight. So that far our vision pervades. When you come down to the ground, and then when you look upon the same entity, then we are able to only, in one sweep, see only one tree at a time, see how it's our own eyes, that is our own vision, whether it becomes narrow or whether it becomes, it expands, that's all. So, whenever our vision vision is narrow, when we give importance to individuality, then there are many, and when our vision expands, we are able to see in and through that which is universal, that which is common, that which is the cause, then we are able to appreciate the oneness. In this case, it's not that you have to rise above, that you have to go to moon to see the earth as one, which we, which we did also in the olden days when they were showing, taking pictures, astronauts traveling to moon and taking pictures of the earth. And then people really were wondering, this is our earth? This is where we are? And where are we? So watching on the television, that commentator was saying, <coughs> in the whole universe, what is the place of earth? So little. In that, United States, in that New York, in that particular place, in that studio, in that particular room, you know, he felt so insignificant. But how the insignificance disappears when we have a total sweeping vision? What Vedanta tells us is that that vision is possible, that's all. That vision is possible, except that something has to be done in order to gain that vision. Just as in order to gain that vision of one earth, now he gives one forest. Why not we call it one earth, you see? When you look from the space, how the whole earth looks is one. We call it one earth. I mean, you come down here, there are so many countries, and there are so many states, and there are so many cities, and there are so many villages, and there are so many houses, and there are so many people. Has, any, has What change has taken place? Has a change taken place in the entity which you are looking at? or? The change has taken place in the way we are looking at. the change has taken place only in the way we are looking at. So there is a way of looking at things, which is not merely an imagination which is a fact that this the whole earth can be appreciated as one. So the whole existence can be appreciated as one. depends on what platform or what standpoint you are able to attain. And if you get off the ground, meaning give up the identification with the ground, then there is anāsakti. As Bhagavad-gītā says, asanga-śastrēna-druhēna-chitvā. So by that shastra or by that weapon of asanga, by the weapon of dispassion and by the weapon of non-attachment, when we can cut asunder all these dualities, meaning the false importance that has been given to this individuality. <coughs> So something has to be done. It is not that remaining on the earth I'll be able to see the oneness of the earth. I should rise up. And so there's not that being identified with this body-mind intellect complex that I'll try to somehow visualize the oneness. I say I have to be able to appreciate that this body-mind intellect I am not. And thus when I rise in the sense that when I am able to give up this identification in my own self in my with my own upari. Then, if I appreciate in my own self that universal self, there is no difficulty in seeing it everywhere. We need not worry about seeing Him everywhere. Let us see it in our own self first. How I am not this small little individual. <coughs> Why did Brahmān do this and do? Oh, don't worry about it. First of all, when anybody approaches Ramana Maharshi and ask questions, says, so, who is asking this question?" First of all, settle that account. Who are you? And understand, learn, you know, understand your own self first. And that's when we... Then that is the purpose of this. The reason why this discussion is subtle body, causal body, subtle body, gross gross body, the reason for the... I mean, uh, analyzing our rupadi is so that we understand that it is not... it is non-self. And therefore, <coughs> we are told here that all the subtle body also... When we look upon it from a, a total standpoint, then we appreciate it as one. and consciousness functioning of subtle body also is appreciated as one. The whole forest is appreciated as one, and the treeness is also one. When you ha- know that, then you can come down to the ground and also look at every tree and appreciate that it is ness alone that appears in the form of every tree. That tree conditioned by a given name and form alone is called different trees. Then you can see that. When you have seen that treeness ness and, and you are able to appreciate that or recognize it, and similarly also within our own self when we appreciate that universal self, recognize it, then we'll see that just as that one self has taken a given form, same self, say, so takes all these different forms, there's no difficulty in appreciating. <coughs> So there is that consciousness of Chaitanya associated with the totality of all the subtle bodies is called srinyagarbha prana, frānaha, sutra-atma, brahmā, prajāpadi, all kinds of names are there, depending upon the function, they're all functional names. Inasmuch as that consciousness on account of being, being associated with the totality of all the subtle bodies, and subtle body is the, the, uh, the locus. Of what we call the Jnana Shakti, Kriya Shakti, Shakti. What we call subtle body is the locus of Jnana the power of knowledge. Icha Shakti, the power of desiring. Kriya Shakti, the power of action. All these powers are in the subtle body. Therefore, in the totality of subtle bodies, there is the totality of the knowledge, totality of desire or creativity, totality of, of action or activity. And therefore, that consciousness associated with the totality of all the knowledge is called Hiranyagarbha. Because knowledge is bright, shining, glittering. Hiranya means gold, so that which is shining, so shining womb, or the womb in the, in the gold, so that's of the nature of knowledge. So inasmuch as the consciousness associated with the totality of the knowledge is called Hiranyagarbha, Associated totality of all the creativity is called Brahma. Associated totality of all the power of action is called prana. In as much he is a creator and all the beings are created from him is called Prajabadehi. Inasmuch as he is the self of all, he is the one who dwells in the hearts of all and thus connecting the whole existence, like a thread connecting all the flowers in the garland. He is called Sutratma. So how one God or one consciousness or Chaitanya gains all these different names, they are all functional names. And his Upadi, the totality of all the subtle bodies, also gains his names. It is called the subtle body. And as much as it is subtler than the gross, it, it is not within the range of sense perceptions. And it is called the dream. It is called the cosmic dream. Not that it is dream in that sense, that, you know, that God is dreaming or whatever, but you can say it is comparable to dream in as much as in the dream the consciousness has identification with subtle body and God also has identification with totality of subtle bodies. Therefore you can compare that stage with dream and also less than the place of merger of what we call the gross bodies because from there I want to evolve all the gross bodies. That shows that potentially all the gross bodies are there, thus the rupādi also gains his different designations. <coughs> then coming down to the individual, then his vesti then the, his consciousness identified with the individual subtle body is called The of the nature of, full of light, taijasaha, the nature of flight he is called the dreamer, and the dreamer is called taijasaha in, in Vedanta. <coughs> and we saw in the passage in 94 asyaabiyam yashtih satayya so bhadi teyya maya antakana kahi tatvaat so he's called taiya sahay the dreamer or the, or the one who is shining or the full of light and the upadi the subtle body is called asyaabiyam yashtih suna shariira pekshaya suksmatvadi diheto ho eva it is called sukshma-shariram, Settle body, subtle with reference to the gross body. Vijnanamaya the kosha-triyam, and the subtle body consists of what we call vijnanamaya kosha, the intelligent intellectual sheet, manamaya kosha, the mental sheet, and the pranamaya kosha, the vital air sheet. Jagar-dvasanamaya A lot of analysis is done about dream in Vedanta. This text does not do any analysis as such, it just mentions that jagradvāsanāma yattvākswapnah, that state when the self or the consciousness is identified with the subtle body, that is a creation or projection of the mind. Mind is a part of the subtle body. So dream is a creation or projection of the mind. How does the mind project the dream world? It takes a portion of this waking world. Says Vrhadarannya ka Upanishad. <clears> that this self takes a portion of this world. There is this waking world. And there is this personality called the waker. And this waker takes a little fraction of this waking world into the dream world. What fraction does it take? Constantly the waker is gaining experiences and he takes a fraction of that waking world meaning some impressions that are gathered from all the waking experiences, some of those impressions he takes with him to the dream world. Then he himself destroys himself in the sense that he himself transforms himself from the waker to the dreamer and then with the help of those impressions of the waking state he projects the whole dream world. <coughs> Susvatnaha. And there are debates about, what is the nature of the dream world? Somebody says that it is, some there are people who believe that it is an actual experience, that things really happen in the dream. That if you are dreaming of Australia, that means you actually are there. Or if you met some people, you really met them. And of course in the, in the text called Mandukya Karika, all these points are discussed, that if you really went to Australia, but you wake up in Salisberg and that, that shows that, so you are dreaming in Australia, all of oh, you wake up, and where do you wake up? In Salisberg. That shows that you are not there, you are here. Mean, meaning, that Australia was a projection. Not only that, but you don't have enough time. It takes so long to go to Australia. You know, it may take, I don't know, maybe twenty-four hours, and your dream lasts for a minute and a half or two minutes, and you don't have time to go and come back. Not only that, but very often in the dream, we see our grandfather and the father and the children, three, four generations we experience in one dream, where those generations may take a hundred years, where the dream lasts for maybe a couple of minutes, so there is not time. With all of this, they prove. Also, while dreaming, I am within my body. It is said that in a state of dream, the mind enters a very fine nerve, and that's where the, you know, the dream takes place. And the very fine nerve... There is no place for the mountains and elephants and rivers and trees that I see in the dream. And that also shows that what I see in the dream is not real. It's something that is projected by my mind. It is called mitya. It is unreal. And this is what we recognize when we wake up. (coughs) So it is not a real world. It is a projected world. But then there is a certain basis of that projection. And what is the basis? My past experiences. Usually it rarely happens that we dream of something that we have never seen, or we have never thought of, or we have not come across. Yes, what we come across in one way, we might project in a very peculiar way, and we might see a dream. Somebody sees, you know, oneself as doing all kinds of things, you know. Uh, cooking, I might find myself cooking and things like that, which I may not have done. But I come to dining hall every day and then we talk about food and how they are cooking, so I might do that in my own dream. And so, that is how, uh, very often we seem to experience in dreams something that we have not done, but very often we are just mixing up various of our impressions and creating some kind of a mixture. <coughs> Says the Bhagavanaka Upanishad, Na Natharana Ratha Yogaha panthano Bhavanti. Says, in the dream, there are no chariots, there are no horses, and there are no paths. It is this fellow who creates the chariots, the horses, and the roads. All of this is created by him in the dream. So this is how says that the objects that we encounter in a waking state are not there in the dream state. And not only that, but altogether new objects are created or projected by the dreamer. So this is svatnaha, this is the dream state. <coughs> he also is a quote, he, says, desha, parha, e he then becomes one who takes most I mean, unsettler food. So in the dream state also, suppose you eat. What food are you eating? Suppose pizza you're eating in dream. That's not this pizza. It is subtle pizza that you're eating, you know. So, He takes even subtler food. Therefore, also it is called layasthanam, the place of merger of sthoola sharira or the subtle body. Subtle body has merged. All of subtle world has completely merged into, I'm mean, sorry, the gross world has completely merged into the subtle. And the subtle will completely merge into the causal. That is how we fall asleep, or we are able to experience the sleep, when there is successive merger, the whole gross world merges into the subtle, the subtle world merges into the causal, and then from the causal there evolves the subtle world, from the subtle there evolves the gross world. This is how every day we experience the creation and dissolution processes. (coughs) Okay, now, uh, continuing further. etau sutraatmatayusai tadani manavritti vih sukshma visayan anubhavatah pravikta bhukah tayusah etad etau, sutra, atma, these two. Sutra is the consciousness associated with the totality of subtle bodies. Taiyasa the same consciousness, same self, associated with the individual subtle body, is called taiyasa. Both of these, showing thereby that really there is no difference between these two. What about sutra meaning the awareness, so you know, the totality of all these subtle bodies and the tajasa awareness associated with the individual subtle bodies there is no difference between them. The same awareness; Therefore, essentially same. Essentially same. Like the tree and the forest are essentially same. That's what we say. said. <coughs> at that time in the dream sukshma visaya anuhavataha they experience this subtle subtle object sukshma visaya they experience subtle object. Let's said, prabhivikta ahārata, he takes the final food, or he takes the subtle food. How do you say that? prabhivikta bhukta This is what Manu Kyaupanishad says. Manu Kyaupanishad discusses or, exp- or explains these three states. And there were all the discussion here on the three states. The, uh, the deep sleep, dream and waking essentially comes from Manu <coughs> Prabhivikta book. Prabhivikta book means enjoyer. Prabhivikta book, enjoyer of the subtle objects. Taiyasaha, he's called Taiyasaha, the shining one. <coughs> so both of them enjoy what we call the subtle objects in the dream state. Okay, now continuing. Atraphe. <laughs> Samastivyasthya yoho Tadupahita Sutratmata yasa yoho Vana Vaksha Tadavachana Akasha vacha Jalasaya Jalavata Tadgata Pratabimbita Akasavata chasavata abheda atravishunastyho tadyva his sutra VANA vanavaksavat here also as you show in case of the causal body how it is shown in the causal body the self associated with the totality of causal bodies, the totality of ignorance was called Ishvara. He was called, hai, so he was called omniscient, omnipotent, the indwelling self of all, the inner controller. the dispenser of roots, the fruits of action. So that's how that awareness came to be called in association with the totality of causal bodies or totality of ignorance. At the individual level, it was called he was alpagnya. So, he was limited in every respect, but then we were cho- shown there that both are essentially the same. Even the upad is also essentially same, and upahita, upahita means the condition, they are also the same. Similarly also, the stuff from which the individual subtle body is made, and the stuff from which the total subtle body is made, is not different. The stuff from which one tree is made, and the stuff from which the whole forest is made of not different. One tree alone goes into making of what we call a tree. When conditioned by one name and form, the same tree goes into making up of what we call forest. And similarly also, the same five subtle elements which go into making up of one subtle body, the very same elements are the material for the totality of subtle bodies. And therefore, technically speaking, there is no difference between one uh, subtle body and the individual subtle body, and the totality of subtle body as far as the essence is concerned. Just as there is no technical difference or no essential difference between one particle of clay and a whole lump of clay, there is no essential difference between one spark and a big conflagration of fire, because the spark also has the same heat and light and the fire also is nothing but a principle of heat and light and therefore just the spark and the fire are one, both from the standpoint of the fire, because the fireness is one, similarly also all the the individual subtle body in the totality of all subtle bodies are one alone because the same essence namely the five subtle elements make up the individual and the total, total subtle bodies. At the same time the consciousness, which is associated with one subtle body called Tayasa and consciousness, Upahita it is called. Upahita means condition. Associated with the totality of all the subtle bodies called Hiranyagarbha, even they also are one alone because it's one consciousness which alone appears in these two ways. One of like the tree and the forest are essentially one, is from essential standpoint, not from standpoint of dimension. In dimension, the tree is so small and forest is so vast. Like a, like a wave is so small and the ocean is very vast. But still, in Elmer says the wave also is water and the ocean also is water. Therefore we can say that they are one alone. So water also is one and the wave and ocean are also one. And similarly also one of Rukshavat, how the forest and the tree are essentially one. Tadavachana kasavacha and the space conditioned by the forest and the space conditioned by tree like the consciousness conditioned by one, and the total subtle body is one. Jalasa, Jalavad, or a whole big reservoir, and small little pools of water also are one, and the sun reflected in them also is one. Similarly also, the Taiyasa and Hiranyagarbha are one. (coughs) And so is, in the passage 97, Concluding the discussion on subtle body, evam sukshmisharirot patthi evam in this manner sukshmisharirot patthi with patthi the origin or the creation of sukshmisharir as the subtle body. Thus concludes the discussion on the creation or origin of the subtle body. <coughs> So causal body, subtle body, gross body. This author has taken up this particular sequence, starting from the cause to the effect. So causal body was discussed, then the subtle body was discussed, now we come down to the gross body, that is how the evolution takes place, from the causal to the subtle to the gross. (coughs) So how are these gross bodies made? How is the gross creation has come about? That is what is now being said next. (coughs) Sthoola Bhūta-nito Panchi-kratani Now we we come to the origin of what we call Sthoola or gross bodies and those five elements still are in what we call the subtle state in the rudimentary state and as they are are not capable of creation of the gross world and therefore these five subtle elements undergo a certain transformation before the gross world can be created. The idea is that the gross, our body as well as the gross world of names and forms that we come across is not made directly of the, it is made of those five elements all right but not when those elements are in their subtle state because the subtle things cannot combine subtle things cannot create the gross world and therefore it is said that those five subtle elements somehow undergo a process of combination and we have what we call the gross elements created. This is a, a, a very unique thing. How does the subtle energy become the gross matter? What's the step? We also know in this world, the scientists tell us that what we have is nothing but energy. This condensed energy which is called matter, or the waves of energy which are called matter, how does that energy which is subtle, by subtle I mean which is not perceptible to the senses, how does that energy become this gross matter which is tangible and perceptible? Something must happen to that energy by which from the subtle, there is a transformation to the gross state, something has to be there. So here in Vedanta, they design this particular process, <coughs> which also has its origin in the Upanishad. sthula Bhutan, that what we call Sthula-bhūta the five gross elements which we perceive. So space, air, fire, water and earth. These five elements that we perceive are what we call gross elements. So fire that we perceive is thula agnihi, so it's it's gross fire. The water that we perceive is gross water, gross earth, gross air, gross space. So there's something must happen to these elements which are so far in the subtle state in order for them to become manifest, to become tangible, to become solid, to become what we call gross or thula and so, here we are told that a process called Panchi meaning, this five-fold combination of these elements takes place, and that is how these elements, which are in the subtle state, they get transformed to the gross state. Sthula Bhutani to that these five gross elements, however, are Panchi They have gone through the process of 5 4 combination. So far that was not the case up to the formation of subtle body but now before the gross body can be formed it is necessary that the subtle elements should undergo certain change and they must become gross. <coughs> because see subtle means vyavahara Ayogyam. subtle means sukshma not available for transaction not available for dealing you can't handle it. When the elements are in a subtle state, you cannot handle them. So today I am able to handle this object made of earth. So Vyavahara Yogeda is there. These five elements attain a state of Vyavahara Yogyada, meaning a state of being available for handling and for transaction. And uh, for that, they must undergo a certain transformation. And there is also the built-in process is there. The process is built in, how the subtle undergoes transformation, become crossed. Now, that process is next described in the passage ninety-nine. <Sellas> Panchi karanam to Ākāsāde Panchasu Ekaikam Dvidhā Samam Vibhajya तेशु दश सुहागेशु प्रासमिकान पंच भागान प्रत्येकं चतुर्धा समं विभज्य तेशाम चतुर्णाम भागानाम Svasva-dvidyarda-bhāga-parityāgena-bhāga-antareṣu-yōjanam. Panchikaraṇam tu, okay, what is this Panchikaraṇam? The five-fold combination, what is it? So it takes place like this. That whole complicated process is described. Uh, It's not really complicated, it's pretty simple. We have the five elements. First of all, each element is divided into two equal half. Set aside one half. The second half is further divided into four. So now we have a half of the element, The second half divided into four becomes one-eighth. So each of those four sections is one-eighth. So all the five elements are divided like that. Then what we do, keep the first half intact, and then take those four of the second half and give it to the rest of the four elements. So one-eighth, so half of every element is equally distributed into the rest of the four elements, that's all. So thus, in the final combination, what we have is a half of the original element and one-eighth of the rest of the four. And that's how we have a com- now a new constitution, new- newly constituted element. In this way, take the case of space, for example, that we take the element space and divide it into two. Keep the first half intact and the second half divide into further four parts. So we have each part of one-eighth space, distribute that to the other four elements, air, fire, water, and earth. So we to take the volume, the air, and distribute one-eighth of that into the rest of the four elements. So finally we have an element space, which contains half of space, one-eighth of air, one-eighth of fire, one-eighth of water, and one-eighth of earth. We have the element fire, which has now gross fire which is one-eighth of, one-half of original fire, one-eighth of space, one-eighth of air, one-eighth of water, and one-eighth of earth. Take the element earth, growth element, half of the earth, original, one-eighth of space, one-eighth of air, one-eighth of fire, one-eighth of water. And we do find our experience also, that you take a lump of earth, then we find that number one, it occupies space. When the earth falls down or breaks up, it creates noise. That is sound. So, wherever the quality of sound is there, we know that the element space is. So, a lump of earth, when it falls or breaks into pieces, or a rock, for example, when it splits, then it creates sound. That shows that the element space is there. Water, when it flows, creates sound. So, the element space is there. When the air blows creates sound. That shows when the fire burns, creates sound. That shows that the element space is in there. Similarly, you take the earth and you find that you can touch it. That shows that the element air is there. <coughs> air is there in the crevices. Then earth, the cloud of earth enjoys certain temperature. It has a certain warmth. That means the element fire is there. And there is also the water in there because the lump is held together that shows that there is some water, compounding or, or bonding water is there. So in one lump of earth, we find predominance of earth, but also the presence of the rest of the four elements. Earth has a taste, means water is there. Smell, of course, the earth is there. Has a color, that means the fire is there. It can be touched, that shows air is there. It makes a sound, that shows that space is there. In, this, in every element, there is a presence of every element. Take fire, for example, then fire also uh, makes sound, that means element space is there. Then fire also can be touched, element air is there, fire has a color, element fire is there, of course. Fire also, I guess, has a taste, you know, hot tea, etc., has taste, you know, so fire. And then fire has a smell, and that's how we find that in these gross elements, other elements are also present. This is how this Panchi is presented. <coughs> Now, if we look at the Sanskrit, it will become clear. Panchi akashadi panchasu, ekaikam dvidha samam Akashadi panchasu. In all the five beginning from akash or space, ekaikam dvidha samam Ekaikam, each one, dvidha, two-fold way in two fold ways, samam dvivajya. Thus, each element divided into two equal halves. Teshu, Dasu bhageshu. Now we have ten halves. Prasamikaan, pancha bhagan. Take the first five halves. Pratyekam, chaturda, samumivajya. Divide each half into four equal parts. Tesam, chaturnaam, bhaganam. And all those one-fourth element, divi- divi- four divisions. Svastradhitya, dhbhaga, parityagena. So, Separating it from its own original half, and adding it into the other other halves, the process that we just described is called panchikaranam. This is called the fivefold combination. <coughs> we take it for whatever it is. I mean, you know, the idea here is that there is what we call a subtle state of these elements, and there is the gross state of the elements. This much we know, and that concurs with what the scientists tell us, that there is this gross tangible matter and when you, when you raise energy level, what happens is, when this matter, when there is energy level, then slowly and slowly, its tangibility and solidity melts away. And when the energy level is so raised, that it gets transformed into energy. That's why in the, uh, the laboratories where they, they perform the, the research in the subatomic particles, there are the accelerators will accelerate these particles to such a speed that the atoms break away, and you further accelerate, the particles break away from them. So disintegration takes place, and you go back to the source. So scientists have discovered methods of going from gross to the subtle by the process of accelerating, meaning increasing the energy level. As the energy level comes down, there is solidification, the grossification. As the energy level increases, there is a process of going back to a subtle state. <clears throat> so all of these has become very evident to us that yes, there are these elements in what we call subtle state when they are not perceptible or not available for transaction and when something happens to them, when the energy level comes down, then they become gross. Take the case of earth, the crust of the earth is very solid right now. But when it got separated from the sun four billion years ago, at that time it was it was nothing but a mass of uh, mass of uh, gas, and even subtler than that. It is it sub- made of subatomic particles. So that's what the Earth was when it got separated from the Sun, and slowly, and slowly, it cooled down. Meaning the energy level was lowered and lowered and lowered, and thus became came kept on becoming grosser and grosser and more and more tangible. So this is what they say that when those subtle elements become gross in this manner, then alone they become capable of creating the gross world. Otherwise they are not. <coughs> in support of this, uh, in the passage one hundred is quoted a verse from Panchadasi, chapter one. Saduktam, dhidha vidhaya Chaikaikam kai kam, dhidha vidhaya chai kai prasamam, prasamam punaha, chatur dhap prasamam yam shaihi, dvitīyāṁ yam shaihi, swasve tarad shaihi, yojana pancha pancha de, Yojana, pancha pancha de. This verse, when translated, means the same thing. Vidhāyaj, Dividing each one into the two equal halves. Chaturdha, punahā. Again, the first half divided into four equal parts. Svasva itaradvidiyamsehi yojana. And combining it with the half of the half, other than its own half. Pancha pancha de. This is how we have the panchikaranam. <coughs> There is a small little text called Panchikaranam written by Shankaracharya. It is said. <coughs> but now, one question arises here, that you uh, don't find this particular process in Upanishads. In the Up- Upanishad, is a source book. And this text says right in the beginning, nama Upanishad Pramanam. Vedanta is nothing but the Upanishad, which is a valid evidence. In this particular process of panchikaranam, all these fivefold combinations we do not find in Upanishads. Does it mean that this is somebody's figment of imagination and then we will not accept it as Pramanam as a valid evidence? And therefore, in support of this, the author says in the next passage, <coughs> Asya... Apramanyam Praman Nasankanium Trivet Karanashi Punji Karanasiabi Upalakshanatwa Astia A Pramanian Asankanium, he says. You should not question the validity of this process of Panchikaranam or the 5-4 combination. They are very keen and they are very concerned that whatever is stated here must be valid and must be authoritative. Then alone we can have Shraddha, we can have faith only when a thing comes from a source of authority. So what is the authority here? says, don't question the authority or the validity of what we have stated here. Trivatkaranashudehe. Even though in the Upanishad you do not find a description of the Panchikaranam, or the five-fold combination, you do find in the Upanishad a process called Trivatkaranam, or the three-fold combination. And this is in the Chandogya Upanishad in the sixth chapter. If you remember those days uh, when this was discussed in the in Chandogya Upanishad, when they discussed the process of evolution, then this passage comes there. Seyam Devata Aikshata. That Devata, this Devata or God or deity called Sat or existence of Brahman, Aikshata, it deliberated. This is how this say in the story form. Hanta Aham Imam Tisro Devata Devataha Anena Jivena Atmananu Anupravishya. So first what happened is that Sat, which was there in the beginning of creation and one without a second that deliberated that may I become many, and was created the element fire. Then the fire deliberated may I become many, and was created the element water. Even that further deliberated may I become many, then was created the element earth. So now the three elements are created, fire, water, and earth. This devata called Sat or Brahman, Aikshada, it deliberated. Hanta, Aham imaha tisro devataha anena jivena atmanana pravishya nama rupe vyakarvani. He says, now I will enter these three devatahs or the three elements as their self. So Brahma says, these three elements are there, the fire, water and earth. I will enter them as their very self. Anena jivena atmanana pravishya. I will enter there as their very self. Namarupe Vyakarvani, and then I will manifest, bring about a manifestation in the form of name and form, Kasam Trivritam Trivritam Ekaikam Karvani, that I will now combine them in a threefold way. So this is the description in Chandogya Upanishad. And then the Trivritkaranam, the process of three-fold combination is described in Chandogya Upanishad, that each of the three elements was divided first into half, and then one half was divided into further half, and thus we have a half element into one-fourth, each one-fourth was given to the other two halves, and thus we had a trivrita karanam, we had the final product, in which we had half of each element, and one-fourth of the other two elements. So those days, in Chandogya Upanishad, those days, in that particular context, they talk of only three elements, fire, water, and earth. So the gross fire... Triple that which is three-fold combined fire, the gross fire has half fire, one-fourth water, and one-fourth earth. And that water element final had half water, one-fourth fire, one-fourth earth. This is the kind of description is found there. In short, the Upanishad says, Chandogya Upanishad says that these three subtle elements undergo a certain kind of a combination to become gross. And that's how, then the Upanishadic teacher says, the commentator says, Bhashyakar also says, and the Sutrakar also says that these three elements should be understood as five elements, that Chandogya Upanishad only discusses three elements for the sake of perhaps the ease of understanding of the student, because the element space is not perceptible, element air also is not perceptible by eyes, but the element fire, water and earth are perceptible elements, and therefore... In the Chandogya Upanishad, the teacher says that the world is made up of these three elements, which is okay. However, Taittiri Upanishad talks about five elements and also Prasna Upanishad and other places. Therefore, five elements is what we accept as the material cause for the creation. So these three elements should be understood as five elements. The same kind of process also should be understood. Asse apramanyam Na ashankaniyam One should not question the validity or authoritativeness of this panchikaranam. Karanam Thrivatkarnas Sutehe That is Sutehe or the statement in the Shandogya Upanishad, passage in Shandogya Upanishad which describes Thrivatkarnam or the threefold combination Panchi Karanas Chabhi That we should understand as that referring to the fivefold combination also <coughs> And so this Panjshikarana also has its own authoritativeness. So scientifically speaking also it makes sense. Whether the combination percentage etc. is the same or not is not very important. Important is that somehow the subtle elements get transformed to growth elements by combination with one another. Okay, so now we have these five gross elements. But so what happened? What name will you give? Because every element contains all the five elements. We said now, every element contains the elements of all the five, and therefore, what name will you give? So that problem also is resolved in Brahma Sutra, and that is referred to in the passage 102. Panchanam Panchatmakatve, samanepi Samanipe, Samanipi, Tehuch, Vaischat, Vesha, Tadbadaha, Tadbadaha, Itiny Akasadi. Vyapadeesha, Sambhavadeen, Panchanaam, Panchatmakatres, Samanevi. even though each of the five elements contain all the five elements, Panchatmakatrum, each of the elements now has all the five elements in it, and that then all the five elements are similar. All the five elements are similar in as much as each element contains all the five elements and therefore all of them are, this are similar. Therefore you could not give different names to them even though they are similar in as much as each of them contains all the five elements. <speaking in Spanish> says that whichever is the predominant element, that is what determines the name of that element. So when we talk of the element earth, the gross element earth, we just saw that the gross element earth consists of fifty percent of earth, twelve-and-a-half percent of space, twelve-and-a-half percent of air, twelve-and-a-half percent of fire, twelve-and-a-half percent of water. In that element, the earth is fifty percent, meaning it is the most predominant. So, Vaisheshya, Vishesh Bhavat. Since there is a preponderance of that element, earth, Bhad Adhikyaat Tadvadaha, therefore we call it earth. So, Nabha, we call it space because there is preponderance of element space, 50%, even though it also contains the other four elements. But then, whatever is the predominant element, that is the name that is given to that combined element. So, Vaisheshyaatu Tadvadaha, tad nyayana. By that nyaya. So, by that Brahma Sutra, this is how the nomenclature is made. Vyapadeśah <clears throat> samrava How do you say that each of the elements contains all the five? How do you say that each of the element contains all the five and that our practical experience is being stated in the passage one and three which we already discussed. Tadanim Akash Shabdha Abhibvya vayo sabdaspardas par agno sabdas sharupani apsu. Shabdas Parasa rasaha Prasivyam, Shabdas Parasa Ruparasaha rasa gandhascha Tadāni, Tadāni means when this Panchi Karanam or this five-fold combination takes place, then we find Ākāse Shabdaha Abhivyajadeh. So far in the element space, when it was in the subtle state, that quality sound was unmanifest. But when the element space now becomes gross space, then the sound which was potentially there becomes manifest. That's the idea. So, uh, before the grossification or panchikaranam, those qualities were there but not manifest. And after Panchikarnam, those qualities become manifest. Therefore, the sound which was there in the space in the element space becomes manifest. Vayu Parashav, So see in the Vayav, we find the Vayu makes sound, you know. The air makes sound that shows that the element space is in there, and air also has its own quality which is touch. So the primary quality of element air is touch, and it also inherits the quality of the sound from its cause, namely, the space. Then we come to the next element, fire, which inherits the two qualities from its two previous causes. It inherits the sound from this element, space, and inherits touch from the element, air, and it has its own quality, namely, the color. So air does not have color. Space does not have color. Space cannot even be touched. Space only manifests one quality, namely sound. Air manifests two qualities: sound as well as touch. Space can, air can be touched as well as air can be heard. Therefore, air has two qualities: touch and sound. Why two? Because touch or pressure is a quality peculiar to air, and sound is a quality that it inherits from its cause namely space <coughs> when we come to fire we now perceive three qualities Shabda, Sparsha, Rupani Shabda, the sound, the fire makes sound Sparsha, fire can be touched of course and Rupani, fire has a color so Rupa, the color is the peculiar quality of fire and Shabda, Sparsha, the qualities that fire inherits from its causes then apsu. In the water, we have the four qualities, water can be heard, water can be touched, water has a color, that is water can be seen, and water also can be tasted. So again, rasa on the taste is the peculiar quality of water, and the other three, it is inherited from its causes. In the element earth, we find all the five qualities, earth can be heard, earth can be touched. Earth can be seen, earth can be tasted, earth can be smelled. The smell is a peculiar quality of the element earth. Other four is inherited from its four previous causes. So it makes sense. Science divides the element in different ways. Vedanta has sought to divide elements in this way, primarily so that we can relate. It is in keeping with the experiences that we have. See, we have five organs of perception. And therefore, they look upon the world as made up of five elements. It makes sense. Each organ of perception is capable of perceiving a particular quality. The ears are capable of perceiving the quality sound. Because ears are, therefore ears are made of the air, the subtle sattva aspect of air. And the outside sound is made up of the gross air. And therefore, this ear perceives the sound. There is a natural friendship. Or natural affinity of the ear and the element and the, and the object sound because ears are made of the sattva aspect of the element space and the sound that we hear is the gross element space and eyes for example see color because eyes are said to be made of the sattva aspect of the element space element fire and what we see the color is made up of the gross aspect of the element fire Therefore, eyes have a natural affinity for fire. So it makes sense. It beautifully explains our experiences. That we have five organs of perception, there are five elements, five objects, fivefold experiences, fivefold knowledges. everything is five, five, five. So pancha, pancha means five. Pancha, pancha, pancha. Therefore, the whole universe is called prapancha. Prapancha is made up of this in this fivefold (coughs) ways. Of course, pancha also means that which has vistar, in the sense of that which has expanded, that which has, you know, uh, yes, expanded. So the one that is expanded also is prapancha. This is how the, the model is given to us by Vedanta, in the sense, in terms of the five, five, five. <coughs> okay. om purna madas
0: purnamidam purna purna purnasya purna maadaya purnameva va shishyade om shante shante shanti shankaram shankara keshavam va पुत्रभास्य कृतौ वन्ने भगवन्तौ पुनः पुनः ईश्वरो
1: देहाय
0: दक्षिणा मूर्तेये नमः ॐ शान्ते, 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 शान्ते Hari Om oh,
1: Shri Guru Namaha. Harehi Om oh.